Welcome to episode eight of Talent Talks with me, Martin Smith, founder and director of Talent Drive, specialist recruiter across the UK in procurement and supply chain. This episode was recorded live to our webinar audience on episode seven, Getting Ahead of the Game, where I chatted to former SIPS president and author of a procurement compendium, Peter Smith, who kindly gave me his insights into how procurement is adjusting to the current pandemic, where he sees the future of the industry, and some tips and advice for fellow procurement professionals. Peter's interview is the first of a series of interviews that I'll be hosting with a range of procurement leaders, given their insights into the current economy. I hope you enjoy episode eight. I'm delighted to say I do have a 11th hour special guest and for those, I'm sure everyone's watching the BBC News at the moment, this individual was, was on there talking to Hugh Pym about the PPE shortages, which has obviously been highly publicised. So Peter Smith. So Peter, um, some of you might know Peter Smith. He's the former SIPS president and he operated as a procurement professional in multiple sectors for over 30 years. He's also author of a procurement compendium, which is a book was published last September. It's an excellent read, for those that have read it. And he's managing director of Procurement Excellence Limited. So I'm just going to talk to, to Peter and get his insights in terms of his views on the current climate and, and, and also to understand firstly how he's staying sane. So Peter, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Thank you, Martin. Great. So firstly, my, my first question is, how are, you, uh, how are you holding up during the lockdown? I, I'm doing okay. I'm making a nuisance of myself on Twitter and LinkedIn and uh, with various journalists talking about PPE and trying to support the procurement function in the NHS Yeah. in a funny sort of way, while also drawing attention to some of the weird things that have been going on as well. But I, I have to say, my, my moment of glory with Hugh Pym, I was on Skype to him for over 20 minutes, during which time okay. I, I pretty much talked non-stop. And I, I got just <laughs> under 20 seconds on the telly. So that's, yeah, that's, I, the, way, I did that's see. the way these things work. I've been talking to an FT journalist all week about a possible story, and they still haven't published anything. So it's, so it's right. quite, <laughs> quite frustrating in some ways. But, but that's keeping me busy. What I have realised is, is actually, to be honest, that social contact is probably more important to me than I realised it was. I mean, mm. I, I've worked a lot from home for years and years now, but there's a difference between working at home three days a week and, you know, being stuck at home all the time, frankly. I mean, I guess it'd be helpful with everyone here, clearly in the procurement community. What do you think the kind of external, well, the changes that are going to be made as a result of this? What, what do you see as the changes from a procurement standpoint? I, I think procurement will be driven, obviously, by the changes for the wider world and business. And I mm. think there's going to be, clearly, there's going to be some huge changes. So, I, I sort of top of my list, I put what's going to happen with globalization. Yeah. Are we going to see deglobalization? Um, people moving to, to sourcing closer from home and so on. Are we going to see trade wars with China, America, China? Yeah. I think there's going to be tension there. Secondly, I think there's going to be big behavioral changes. Uh, we can all see that in ourselves. So what that's yeah. what's that going to do? In all sorts of areas, from technology to travel to just, just the way businesses operate. Um, and then thirdly, I think it's clear this is sort of accelerated disruption that was maybe going to happen anyway. So we've had years of doctors, for instance, saying they couldn't possibly do video consultations, GPs. And now suddenly they do them and it sort of works fine. Um, yeah. And I was reading something about automation, and I hadn't really thought about that till recently. But this is going to accelerate automation, because if you've got yeah. to socially distance people at work, you know, automation is the obvious solution. 
So there's some big changes like that, I think, coming along. Yeah. And what about kind of sector specific? Because we've got people here from pretty much every sector that I can think of. So what do you see in terms of uh, sector specific? I I think it's (laughs) clearly it's going to be so different across different industries and different spend Mm. categories that we deal with. So, um, you know, if you're if you're either in the sector or you're a buyer, an expert in buying automation equipment, that's great. If you're an expert in producing long life ambient meals, which I've just bought my mother, who's 92 up in Durham, just bought her a dozen of them and they don't even need to go in the fridge. They keep yeah. for six months. You know, that's a great business to be in. If you're in the travel or le- many parts of the leisure business, it, it's not so good. And um, So I think for category managers, there'll be some areas aren't affected very much. If, if you're an expert in buying professional services, probably not much changes. If you're an expert in buying business travel, you probably need to find a new category to get some expertise in pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, I bet. And in terms of sort of more broadly, in terms of procurement skills, which you think will be more valued, and obviously thinking of people again on this call that are thinking, what 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 part of my CV, my experience, should I be really highlighting to to prospective businesses at the moment? What do you think? What skills wise do you think will be more valued after this? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. Well, I, th- I think the category thing I've just touched on. So do think about. You know, whether your category expertise is is really going to be valuable in the next few years. I think the one thing that nobody, I'm sure, on the call would would argue with, there's going to be more focus on supply chain risk. I I mean, that's just Mm. going to be, well, if it's not top of any organization's agenda, it probably should be. But Mm. but I think every organization, I'm sure it's happening already, is going to be saying to their procurement teams, okay, what's our position in terms of risk? You know, what are we buying uh, from vulnerable countries? How dependent are we on a few key suppliers and key categories? So mm. actually, one, one interesting point, I was saying this to someone yesterday. Uh, I'm sure most people on the call know the old Kralgic matrix from their SIPs training, but it's, it's interesting. I think I was saying this to a journalist. If you'd ask most people in health, where does PPE sit in that Kralgic matrix? It would probably be in the leverage box. You know, mm. it's not terribly important or strategic, and we spend quite a lot of money on it. So it's about low cost, beat up the supplier, uh, and save some money. Uh, mm. And then this happens, and suddenly it goes right up to the top corner of the most strategic product you can possibly think of. Mm. So, um, so there's something there about about risk management, and actually that takes us into sourcing. I think there's going to be a lot of companies who will need to resource some of their their contracts and look at some of their suppliers so that, mm. that's partly the globalization thing again um and and coming out of the risk management you know i want to have more local suppliers i want to be less dependent so i think people who know how to run how to run quickly <laughs> good sourcing exercises and perhaps use use the technology that supports that and so on will be key at the same time, I think for a lot of businesses, survival is is going to be the most important thing in the next 12 months. So I wouldn't, the, the people who, who offer pure cost management skills, you know, I, I know a lot of consultants who that's, that's still their pitch, if you like, I can come in and save you money. I wouldn't, mm. I wouldn't knock that as a, an offering either, because I think for some okay. companies that's, that's going to be key. Okay. 
And, uh, and just a question, actually, and that's, that's tied in nicely. Uh, Andrew, thanks for that. So um, Andrew's asked about the onshoring side. Do you, do you see an exodus from China then? You, you touched on China and, and then, you know, from China to being more locally sourced then, do you think? Or what, what's your thoughts there? I, I don't I don't think there'll be an exodus in the in the biblical sense. You know, I don't see every every <laughs> every supplier and every contract sort of heading straight across the Pacific or Atlantic. Um, mm. But I think over time there, there will be a move. Yes, mm. I, I think I, I, I'm not saying global trade has peaked forever, but I think we'll look back on 2019 as a a peak in global trade and mm. there will be more. It won't all be coming back to to just down the road, you know. Surrey is not going to be the hub of PPE production for the whole of of the world, let alone the whole of the UK. But I mean, I I think the UK will will keep an amount of PPE production locally and ventilated capacity. And I think government departments and private sector firms will be looking and saying, what is it that we buy that we really do want to have domestic UK supply? Or domestic yep. German supply, or or American supply. So yeah, I, I think there'll be. It won't be an exodus. It'll be a slow, a slow drip. I think away from China. Okay. And what would your advice be again for for people listening in that, that are looking at new roles at the moment and, and worried about the the future? I guess of procurement and and maybe in their own teams respectively. What would your advice be to, to people at the moment in the procurement world? I think you mentioned the future of procurement. I've done quite a lot of presentations in the last year on that, and I've been sounding some sort of warning notes about the future of procurement. Mm. Ironically, I think pandemic has secured our future for several years at least to to come because of the stuff I've talked about around risk and sourcing and deglobalization. I think there's going to be a ton of work, but it's going to be in some different companies and organizations and areas um, to previously. So I think... It's very easy in lockdown, I've found, to waste the whole morning on Twitter, reading news reports, watching the telly. And and I think we've got to try and sort of discipline ourselves to spend a certain amount of hours a day developing skills, doing some stuff that looks like work. I'm writing my next book, or next but one book, actually. I've got a book coming out in the autumn with Penguin, which is exciting. We'll send the link to you all as well so you can um, have access to that. Yeah. So, so you know, work on your skills. As a young chap, I know actually the son of a friend of mine who, frankly, wants to get out of retail buying. He's been in retail buying for two or three years. And um, he's been doing a course on data management, sort of, you know, the next stage beyond Excel. Mm. And he asked me, did I think that was useful if he wants to move into a different... You're getting some thumbs up on that, Peter. You can't, probably might not be able to see, but you're getting some thumbs up yeah, on that. Yeah, no, I, I think it's, yeah, it's okay. a great idea because every organisation mm-hmm. wants it. So, so there's new skills, new knowledge. You know, Read, read Spend Matters has put out some stuff on the top technology firms, Spend Matters I, mm-hmm. I used to work for. There's a lot of free information. Get yourself up to date on technology, ready for that next interview. Stay connected, podcasts, webinars, friends... And and try and stay fit. I'm not getting out on the bike as much as I thought I might, but um, you know, try and yeah, avoid yeah, yeah. putting on the ten kilos. <laughs> yeah, uh, we've got another question um, from from Josh, just talking about risk management in supply chain. He's written as this becomes a greater focus for organisations. Do you think that today's procurement professionals in all sectors have the adequate training and expertise at the moment to respond to this? Well, probably not. But I mean the. <laughs> the the positive is it's the old was it the, the in the kingdom of the blind the one-eyed man is king so there's probably 
I mean, big organisations will have some sort of risk function, but in mm. my experience, they don't tend to focus even then on supply chain risk. They're more focused on internal risk and financial risk and things like that. So I think this sounds a bit cynical, but I don't think it would take an awful lot of effort for us to be seen as the experts on supply chain risk in our organisation. So, you know, if you don't know much about it now, spend a bit of time reading up about it. Dr. Richard Russell, who's been around the procurement industry even longer than me, put a little book out a couple of years ago on procurement risk. And it's only, you could probably read it in two hours. Mm. But, um, you know, that's a great, that's a great basis. I've done some work for a software firm called Risk Methods, German firm, has a really good product. And I've written papers for them and stuff, all sorts of stuff on the Risk Methods website. Yeah. You know, read that in the Dick Russell book, and you're an expert. <laughs> there's not, yeah. there's not many people will know more than you, to be honest. No, that's great, Peter. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you'll stay around for for the next bit, but uh, I really appreciate that. And again, guys, I'll I'll send a link out with 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 Peter's details, and obviously the the book as well, and the book obviously that came out last year. So yeah, thanks ever so much. Brilliant. Thanks, Peter. Thank you.